by her. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry. Make sure that you subscribe, like, uh, hit the bell. Make sure that you can see these uh, episodes coming out. We're in season two and I have Michelle Staggs with P. Dilly's Cupcakes today. I'm really excited. Um, this is gonna be hard to have a whole interview with cupcakes that smell good and look good right next to us. We try to make it as hard as possible. It's probably easy for you. Does this even? This no. I, I I was telling them earlier I haven't ate an entire cupcake Do you, you in just years. Sample, like you caught like just sample a little bit if you yep. need to. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess that you kind of have to. Yeah. Because you just you do get tired of it. Everybody's like, how do you stay small? I'm like, you really get tired. I think that that's probably easier to like work in. That's yep. a good health uh, diet plan. Yeah. Yep. Just bake a, just bake a ton like thousands. Yes. So Michelle P Dilly's cupcakes. Mm -hmm. How how long have you been around now? Um, six years. Oh my god! Next month, yes, I started from home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you started six years. I cannot believe six years. I know. Gone by, but you started, and it was a delivery service yeah. kind of thing. We just did cupcakes pretty much on Fridays, Thursdays and Fridays. So we would put out a menu, and almost it, like taster boxes. Yep, right? just our so little four packs, samples and, of different mm -hmm. kinds, and then people. And so how when you were doing it that way six years ago. How many deliveries were you making? Oh gosh. So when it first started out, the very first time we did our taster boxes, which were, we would choose the four flavors. Mm -hmm. We did three boxes and that was in April. So by August, I had a cutoff of a hundred boxes. That you would hand deliver? Hand deliver awesome. all over Cookville, Sparta. And I bet that's interesting that was probably very interesting to go to people's homes yes or whatever and then some a lot of people would meet me just up at like food line parking lot yeah and one day a cop pulled up and i was like i swear i swear <laughs> i am just delivering cupcakes he's like i know i'm here to pick mine up <laughs> you thought like why are they special cupcakes what's going on yep. and he was just picking up his yep. own cupcakes. i tease that that's back when i felt like i was a, a big dealer yeah. out the trunk of my car <laughs> Like the people in California that like sell fake Fendi's and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Yep. You're like, come Do y'all want come. some cupcakes? You, like, lure them in. <laughs> so I love the fact of your story of why you started P. Dilly's Cupcakes. First of all, tell us about the name. Why is it named P. Dilly's? So P. Dilly is my daughter's nickname. She's Jillian. And somewhere along the first few years, it went from Jilly to Jilly P. Dilly to just Dilly, so and mm -hmm. so when you decided to open a cupcake shop you wanted to kind of pay pay uh honor to her and so yep. that was a cool name that you that and it kind of fits for whatever reason i know it fits i know well. i mean everybody knows what Dilly's cupcakes is um so why tell me about that six years ago kind of where you were at in life and what was going on and why baking kind of i mean you Sometimes I feel like you say it kind of like changed your life or it, it changed your health and that kind of stuff. It did. Yeah. Um, I broke my back in 2010. I'm actually a registered RT. So I was working in a hospital, had a combative patient that just one, one wrong move changed everything. And I was disabled, walked on a cane for three years. And it got to the point where I didn't have a job. We needed extra finances. And I saw people kind of selling stuff on the yard sale site, like home-baked stuff. And it's something I'd always kind of tinkered with, but I knew I had a good product because I hadn't tasted anything else like that. But, you know, at first, just being up that much was hard. And then I found the more I moved, the better I felt. 
And then, and that was just kind of trial and error on your part, but you were just, okay, I'm going to start pushing myself to move a little bit more and a mm -hmm. little bit more. And, and now I lift 50 pound bags of flour. Like sometimes when I'm lifting it up, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. So in 2011-ish, you know, mm -hmm. a, a year after, did you think that there would ever be a way that you would ever be pain-free or walking without a cane or mm -hmm. you thought that was your life? And you would just be disabled for the rest of your life. Yep. I had like no feeling in my foot. Like it was, it was rough. Then a year later, I broke my other leg. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. It was like, it was a miserable few years, but. And I'm sure emotionally that's oh took gosh. its toll on you as well. Like yeah. that had to have been just a really pretty depressing time. It was. I mean, I was a very active person. My daughter and I did stuff constantly. Like at one point in time after my injury, she she made the statement, I missed the old you. I'm like, oh my gosh. And probably not even just the active old you, the emotional old yep. you as well. Yep. So now we hike, we Yeah. We I feel like run. that kind of probably draws some emotion from you. Right it does. Now. It does. I try not to cry when I talk about it. Like I feel like everything is whether you believe in God or karma or what you believe that every action leads you to the next action. Mm -hmm. So I see everything taking me to this point that when you're in it, man, it's tough. You don't see it. Well, and so there's a lot more that goes into a business oh, than gosh. baking. Yes. And so you, you know, you were in the medical field, not having business Zero. knowledge or skills or, so how, what, where did you go to, to get, okay, I'm going to actually legitimize this. I'm going to start running a business. What do I need to do? I mean, with the food industry, there's a lot of regulations for that. Yeah. So I took several steps. Once we knew we needed a storefront. Um, so I were actually, you just kind of winging it at first when you were doing the, the box deliveries? Yes. Not yep. really worried about my husband was like, won't get caught. <laughs> like, we just have a small, like 1500 square foot house with a galley kitchen. Mm. So on Thursdays and Fridays, like the entire kitchen and living room would be transformed. No one's eating dinner tonight. No, nope. <laughs> there's nothing like tables set up. And he was like, if I start seeing cupcake boxes in the bedroom, like it's out of here. <laughs> and we were probably a week away from needing to move into other rooms of yeah. the house. But was your daughter working with you at the time? Yeah. Yep. But she was in high school then, mm -hmm. but she was, we call her like, she was our box folder. I mean, she was, fast at folding those little blue boxes. Yeah. But um, I don't know, something just drew me to downtown. Like I just... Have you have you lived in Cookville your whole life? No, you? no. Uh, I moved here with my husband. His family owns a business here too in 2013. So okay. I, I grew up in Arkansas, but I lived in Ohio for about 20 years. So... I came in 2013 as well. Yeah. It's a good year to, good year to transplant. And so. it's one of those places that if you let it welcome you, it becomes your home really, really quickly. Yes. Like, it, but it, but it's interesting because I, I agree that you have to let it welcome you. I, I'm a pretty outgoing person, but I've had so many people be like, oh, it's, you know, if you're not from here, you can't make it. And it's like, I, I've never felt that no. way myself, no. but I've been more open to like wanting to yep. jump in. And I, like, this is my home now. This is where my daughter, when she goes off to college, says she's from. So yeah. it's... Well, and then when you create a staple business in the community that people know 
where do you get cupcakes? It's the best where I go for cupcakes. Um, you, you, I mean, I feel like P. Dilly's in downtown is almost as iconic as Cream City Ice Cream. Oh. <laughs> that touches my heart. <laughs> I mean, but, and, but you, you've wanted that too. Like you yeah. said, you were drawn. So once you decided you started wanting a storefront, you were drawn to downtown. Yeah. I just, I don't know why, but like we looked at some other locations on Jefferson and my heart just kind of kept tugging me back this way. So we opened originally at 41 West Broad. And the first few things I did was um, I did have some business partners in the beginning that kind of helped me with the business side, like getting your business license and all the, the financial stuff on that side. Um, I called my health inspectors, my uh, like codes inspectors and had them like actually come and they were so helpful. Like if you want to learn, they'll teach you. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a whole list of things to ask my health inspector. At that point, when you find, found the place downtown, were you embracing entrepreneurship? Were you embracing, I'm going to be a business owner or were you still like, I'm a baker? I, it's been almost six years now and I still kind of just feel like I'm a baker. Yeah. I don't always feel like I'm an entrepreneur. I think that that's what women struggle with that. I mean, obviously I'm not a man. I don't know how, if men struggle with that or not, but I, and, and I hope that this community, we can kind of support each other and say, no, where stand up proud. Yeah. You are what you are. You're, you know, you're running more than just a bake, yes. just baking, just making pretty cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, this is hard for me. I, every time I glance over, but, um, you know, it's, it's more than that. You're the one at the end of the day. Now you have employees. Yes. And so you have to struggle with making sure that you're, you're supporting their families as well. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot more to it. It's, it's not having the, a nice recipe. Right. Um, and so it's interesting that six years, you're still kind of struggling with that. Yeah. Um, so you had some people that were helping you out at first. Yes. And, um, and, and how did that experience go getting that? And, and I know you had kind of bigger dreams of, having classes there and you had a, a seating area and people could kind of hang out and it was almost like a coffee shop with cupcakes right. and, and yep. um, so how did that go? I mean, working with other people that don't do baking that haven't really worked in the restaurant field was like they, I needed them to start, mm -hmm. but there came a point in time where it became too much for them because they had other jobs and families and things. So it was a season. I needed them in that season. They needed me. So it yeah. worked, but we got to the point where we kind of outgrew that, that location just because we are a grab and go kind of place. So if customers couldn't get to us quickly, they couldn't find a parking space within so many feet of our storefront mm -hmm they were choosing not to come and we would have them come in all the time. They'd be like, Oh, I wanted to come in last week, but couldn't find parking anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we, that's when we kind of started scouring for another location. So real talk, you had these business partners. How did that, how do you know when it's time to, to, to stand part out ways. on your own? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To part ways. I think when you're not helping each other anymore, when you're, when you've done all you can for each other and you see it, like you see it happening where you kind of get where you're not talking as often. And, um, 
we we just kind of got to that place where do you think some of it was like um almost like keeping your swimming floaties on and then you're like okay i i don't need my floaties yes. on anymore sometimes i do grab them back and i'm like i need them yeah. <laughs> i need help yeah well and i think that's i mean as so many women start businesses that just because of a passion that they have they don't set out to be right. business owners and so they don't feel like they're confident enough in their business skills to just do it on their own mm -hmm. so they want those partners that can kind of make sure that it's not so much pressure on your own shoulders and so i think that that's probably easier to have that but then it is a tough time where it's like okay well now when do i and it could cause tension yeah um and so Kind of tell me about that experience of kind of cutting ties. Did it, how, how did you make it go okay? I mean, we, we did have some tension. Um, for one, I'm a very bold personality. So sometimes I, people can take me wrong. Like you either, I think I'm a love me or hate me kind of person. So, and I think most entrepreneurs that I've talked to, that is their personality. They're very big personalities so I know about big personalities yeah so it just kind of got to the point and then we finally were like you know what we need to sit down and talk mm -hmm. so uh, my husband and and it was a couple that I was in kind of in business with we just sit down and said here we are like what do we need to make each other whole and move past this point and it was very amicable like so yeah, and that's good to be able to kind of do the right thing and then move on on your own. So tell me about the decision to move to um, the, a, a smaller location. And you kind of had to pivot what you wanted. I did. Um, and you had to reevaluate your needs yep. of your, your customers. Well, and even as we were moving into the location, and like I said, every every moment takes you to the next moment. So as we were moving in, like when I first saw this space, I knew we we needed to be in it, but I really didn't know how because it is a little bit smaller and set up a lot differently. I wanted to keep our open kitchen because I, I think people enjoy seeing that we do bake every single thing there. You can see our ingredients. They are 100% pure. I love the fact that, not to, to cut, but um, when... When COVID started, you couldn't find, was it eggs or sugar? Butter. 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 You couldn't find oh butter my anywhere. Gosh. And it's like, you, you, you know, you don't really think of if you, if you go to Kroger and you get a, a cake from Kroger, you don't think about where Kroger's getting their ingredients from. Yeah. But when it's a small business, you're like, oh, she's just going to Sam's Club or, you know, she's getting the butter just like we are. Yeah. I'm like, why are y'all hoarding butter of all things? Why butter? And I've. Like Sam's Club is my butter. That is the one that I feel like whips up the best. It looks the best. It tastes the best in our in our products. So like I'm putting it out there for my customers. I'm like, if y'all have it, I will buy it from you. Like, well, so so you moved to this new and how long have you been at the new location? Well, a year. A year. Okay. We just so right. We just hit a year there. So right around um, the start of the most difficult year as a business yes. owner you faced. Yep. Um, you decide to change locations. You run that risk that people won't follow you. I mean, you're a quarter of a mile away. It's still terrifying. Um, but yeah. I still have people that come in that it's their first time 
coming in since we moved because they thought we closed. And that was my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. Like we did some ads and advertising and I mean, our social media is our biggest advertisement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we tried to put that out there as much as possible, but like, as we were putting everything together, like we just kind of kept moving from one side of the building to the other. And I started taking things away, like the seating and, you know, certain other things that we were doing that somewhere in me was saying, just, we don't need those right now. And it, it just kind of switched over to just a bakery where people come and choose what they want and then they leave, which not knowing what was about to happen, not knowing that COVID was about to hit and like, it was pretty amazing that. It was a huge blessing to you, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, Our new setup made it so easy to where when we were just doing um, grab and go, like people could place their orders, pull up, yell at us, we could run it out and kind of reduce that contact yeah well and so your finances were eased up a little bit correct in in the move a little bit um so there was a little bit of risk uh or there, you kind of felt like okay by pivoting this let me but you had to give up some stuff too yes um, do you think it's kind of worked out the way that it, I mean, you, you said you, you believe in kind of everything leads to where you should be. Yep. Yeah. I, I think if we would have been in our old location during this, we, we might not have survived it. You would have crumbled. Mm -hmm. Um, how about your relationship with your customers? How is that? And I mean, I think you really enjoy that, that mm -hmm. connection. Has that changed or been easier or? I don't think it's changed. Um, I think sometimes, especially with COVID, we only, since we do have a small space, we try to ask that only one family at a time comes in. Mm -hmm. So during slower times, I can still have those conversations that people enjoy having. Like I'll be standing behind my little glass booth mm -hmm. working and they still get to have conversations mm -hmm. with me. But if somebody else is waiting, then you've got to go instead of like it used to be where we could stand there and chit chat all day. So. Yeah. Um, so I, you mentioned that you have a big personality. A little bit. <laughs> and you work with customers. Mm -hmm. And so customer service is something that you have to deal with. It is. Um, and I know that sometimes people aren't as satisfied with your products as you want them to be. How have you, how do you think you've grown personally in the last six years um, to deal with some of the, you know, not as positive comments? Yeah. Um, it, it takes a thick skin. It does. And I, I've had to grow a lot. I've had to learn to watch my words, like my instant reactions. Um, do you want to go like Jenny from the block? A little bit. <laughs> And I have on one occasion, and yes. I felt like very justified on one occasion. But for the most part, I try to to see it from their side. And I, I don't know that I believe the customer is always right. But for the most part, if they're unhappy with something, I need to fix that. Somebody just told me the other day that they try and look at, they don't try and do the customer's always right. They The customer has good intentions. Yes. And so I was like, I like that because it's not necessarily that there's a right and a wrong. But the, a customer is not necessarily intending to be a Karen. <laughs> and I have had a few that 
And I don't know if sometimes people are just having a bad day yeah. and you're the person that caught that moment, but there's nothing you can do. Like when you've offered, I can give you your money back. I can, I can fix this. Or when you've done everything that you can do and they're still not happy with you, there, there's nothing more. Do you think over six years you've learned how to let that roll off your back a little bit I have. easier? Yeah. I'm I sure still get, if we get a bad review, it still hurts my stomach. Yeah. Like I always want to try to reach out and, and try to have a conversation as to why that happened, yeah. which it's gotten less and less. I mean, at first, oh my gosh, when we first opened using those big, huge ovens with convection, like my cupcakes were so dry. They were so dry. And fortunately, we do have a really solid customer base that came to me in private and was like, these are not what we're used to from you. So I really had to kind of figure some things out and adjust. And I mean, we went through a lot of different. And again, you don't have any baking training. None. <laughs> so how are you learning how to adjust? Like, how do you know? Do I don't you? know. I don't know. Are I don't you a, like a YouTuber. Like you're watching things on YouTube or Googling? some things mainly just with decorations, like yeah. learning how to decorate on cakes and stuff. But something about this comes natural. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know if this was just my purpose, Yeah. but it just kind of comes natural so to me. You kind of experimented and you got to a point where you can make them more moist. Than yes. You, um, and you just kind of self-taught. Self-taught. Um, I am constantly adjusting things. So tell me about, so at some point you had to hire staff to work for you. And I mentioned earlier, that's a lot of pressure on a, a entrepreneur, yes. a business owner, is that now you have people that are relying on your business being successful to provide for their family. Yes. So how did you, how do you, when, when do you know it's time to hire somebody? When I start getting exhausted, like when I'm, when I'm there from 6am to 7pm every day and I start getting overwhelmed, I need somebody to take that burden. And for me, that's really hard to, to let somebody take anything off of me. So that's been a struggle. Like my head baker, she's been in the, the restaurant business for 15 years and she's constantly like, just give this to me and walk away from it. And I can now, like she knows what she's supposed to do every day. She gets there and opens usually two hours before I even get there. She's baking. So when I walk in, she's, she's got it. Like I, I know I don't have to worry about yeah. her and uh, Noel is the other person that I have there. So, and that's probably, it's hard to, to put that trust, but they've been with you for a little while now. Yeah. Yep. And so you've been able to kind of train them in the way, do you think you, um, how do you think you've been able to develop leadership skills to kind of lead the team? Oh, I still struggle with it because I make friends with them. Yeah. Like, and I know every time I hire somebody new, I'm like, I'm not going to make them my friend. I'm not going to, I'm <laughs> not going to be friends. Role? I cannot, like we're small. So yeah. we're together. I am with my employees more than I am my family. Mm -hmm. So if you don't love each other and I mean, we have fun, like we laugh, we joke, like it is, it is pretty constant. So just finding the people that fit your personality and aren't just like you, but just compliment the things that you're not kind yeah. of is 
is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's a, a characteristic of a great leader is knowing here's my strengths, here's my weaknesses. I know your strengths are help my weaknesses and they're not the way I would do it, right. <laughs> but, but I need you. Right. And I think that's what makes a really good team work well together is that you're not all the same and you kind of need to, yep. to rely on each other. Um, so looking back over six years, what do you think you would have done differently if you could? I probably would have learned. I don't know. Sometimes I say I wish I would have learned more about business before opening a business. But there's other times I think I think the reason I just dove in was because I didn't know how scary things were. Yeah. If I would have known how terrifying the business side of it was. I don't, I don't know that I would have done it. Right. Well, and you kind of, you, you were able to kind of like do it as a half business at first where it wasn't as legit and you were just kind of like wheeling and dealing out of your trunk of your car. <laughs> of my car. And, and then it was like, okay, well, I'm already doing this. I already have customers. They like what I'm doing. So now let's legitimize it. Yep. Oh, well, now I have to have a food inspector come in. Yes. Now I have to have, you know, meet these codes and this regulation. Uh, and it, you were kind of, you had customers already. So yes. it was a little, I mean, you could have turned around, but it was a little too late to turn around at that point because yeah. you knew where you were, you, you had some success. Yeah. And they were so excited to be able to just come in any day, not just wait till Friday or mm -hmm. Thursday, like just come in any day and grab something. Well, and then you got to be, cause you do cakes as well mm -hmm. and you get to be part of people's life events. Oh my gosh. A cake that I just finished up this morning. I think this is the eighth cake I've made for them. I mean, it's been like their kids' birthdays every year and events and you just get to watch. I mean, over six years, you get to see like, we've done a smash cake and now then we're doing like their fifth birthday and it's like, wow, how is this happening right in front yeah. of me? So that, well, and that, that people don't think of that aspect, I think, I think often, but you do develop relationships with these customers over oh, yeah. six years. And yeah, several of them I've just adopted as my family, whether they like it or not. Yeah. They're in my family. Yeah. They don't get to leave. I so. like that. So what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated to keep going back every day that, you know, when you decided this, the space on Broad wasn't maybe the right space, what made you, instead of just folding down shop, making sure you could find the right spot for you? I, I think there's several things. I mean, it's it's a passion for me. I do love doing this. I love my customers. Like most of them, I know their cars by now. So when we see them pull up, you're excited that you're getting to see them. Yeah. Um, my daughter, like 100% is my biggest cheerleader and my biggest critic. Like <laughs> she is the one that will stand there and be like, mom, Nope, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You need to, or you need to not make this like that. Or, but she, do you, do you think about the fact of what a role model you're providing for her? Of like, I hope so. I yeah. hope she sees strength in somebody who doesn't ever give up, yeah. even when well, sometimes I should have. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you had to go through this rough patch of a few years of, of physically and emotionally mm -hmm. not the mom and the relationship you wanted to have. And to see that you are a business owner and a strong woman and you get to be that example for her is probably pretty amazing. It is. But, but she's she turns it around on me. Like sometimes she goes to Belmont now. Neuroscience major. Like I don't know how I produced that. But 
So she, sometimes I'll text her and I'll be like, I just don't know that I can do it anymore. I just don't know that I keep going. And she's like, mom, God did not lead us to this point for you to stop now. He's not going to, I'm like, all right, I'll get up and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> like I love that. Like I, I'm a 10 year old and I, I look forward to those uh, kind of more adult relationship yep. of like. They're fabulous and terrifying sometimes. <laughs> like the fact that you see how grown they've become and that they're, they're throwing back to you the things that you've taught them. And it's like, you're not supposed to use that against me. Yeah. Like you're supposed to just use that for yourself. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it's gotta be nice to have that, you know, your own cheerleader. It is. She is my best friend in the whole world. Yeah. Like, so were there times um, that, I mean, you said there, there's times all the time that you think about quitting. Yep. That it's like, a, you know, but you yep. just keep going. You have, I mean. Do you have other mentors besides her, other business mentors that you have kind of led you along the way? I mean, I, I look to a lot of people like, you know, just like Cream City. I've talked with them before. Um, uh, Kent over at um, the Blue the Pig. Blue Pig. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've kind of discussed things with him and Rodney. I love having... I love the way that, and in six years, it's grown, it's changed a lot, just yes. the landscape for six years. Yep. Um, I love what's happening down here. I love that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm glad that they're that weird carpet store, you know, there's not as many empty window right. spaces. And I love that there's just an atmosphere and a camaraderie amongst business owners. And, and I hope to see more of that in the, the future years. In the, in yeah, it's like we all kind of, do our own thing and we all work together and support each other. There's not this, like I've, I've seen other places where there's this cutthroat and, you know, what? I want you to fail. And that is not here. What, what do you think it is about Cookville that creates that environment? I, I don't know. Cause I would like to say it's the Southern charm, but so many people here are not from the right. South. Yeah. Like you don't meet a lot of people that are from Cookville. Right. Like everybody's, from somewhere else and they've come to Cookville. So do you feel like we like, sometimes I'm like, do, am, have I fit myself into like this Southern thing? Do I tr try to pretend I'm Southern <laughs> a little bit? Do I want that Southern charm? Because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. But I, yeah, I'm not from here. Yeah. I, I don't have any Southern charm. Let's be honest. I grew up in Arkansas. So I've got a little bit that like being in Ohio for a long time, like they kind of teased that out of me about the first few years I was there. So yeah. Yeah. So what do you see? What What do you see for the future of Pedalias? What do you think is gonna? My biggest thing. I miss doing my classes. I did enjoy that a lot, and we do have uh, intentions of bringing that back up. I just think safely, like right now, it doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Because when I teach, I am very. I need to touch your hand and show you how to hold things, how to do things. So if I can't do that, I don't. Yeah. Let's talk on COVID for a second. Yes. So I like to, I'm such a huge advocate that every business owner is doing the best they can. Yes. No one has ill intentions for any of this. Right. How has that affected you in the last year? Well, I mean, we are three strong women that have families at home. And I've just tried to do my thought is not, how am I going to offend somebody? How am I going to upset somebody? It's how am I going to protect the people that are closest to me, my customers, and my business? 
like I said earlier, my, my fear is not so much getting it, but having to close my business. Cause then that affects so many people like closing the business for two weeks. And so you're doing what you need to do to protect your business. Right. And you're not doing it to hurt someone or not hurt someone or offend someone or not. Yeah. You're just doing what you need to do because you can't afford to be closed for two right. weeks. And we've, we've kind of gone through like transitions where we were just wearing masks and then as it got worse, we put up plexiglass and then we just had so many customers that were getting sick and we're like, you know what, we need to just make sure everybody that's coming in here is being safe too. So we did make it where everybody has to wear a mask. And I do feel like we've, we've had a few people that have chosen not to come because we ask them to wear a mask, but we've had so many more that are like, thank you for doing things safely and properly. And then they encourage others to come just to support you for that. Yeah. So what do you see? What's, what's the future? What, what does five years from now look like for TV Italy? Aside from starting classes. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any aspirations really. Like in the beginning, I was like, I want to franchise and I want to do this. And surprisingly, my, my goals have gotten a little bit smaller. I just want, I like doing this. I would love to have more employees and be able to, to put more cakes out, more products out. But for the most part, I like being the little small town, small bakery. Do you feel like you've kind of exceeded expectations? Like this is beyond your wildest dream. Oh yeah. Yeah. Beyond mine. And like you hear the people that are like, they're not going to make it more than six months. And then in six months hit and we're like, Hey, we're still here. And then you know, a year hits and then. Well, and I remember when it was, it was just such a, almost like a cult following when you were doing the box services. It was like, who is this person? What's she doing? She just, how is she delivering these boxes? And you know, here's the menu and you order what you order. And it was just, you, it was a very quick whirlwind. I think that you kind of got a good following. And so, so how can people find you? You're across from blood assurance now yes um so we're we're just past the train depot i'm with the one with the big coca-cola mural on it um and then also you can find us on facebook instagram pdillyscupcakes.com like and people can order online so pretty much right now we have holidays that people can order which we're in a transition we're kind of in a rebranding right now so hopefully soon we'll have because our menu changes every single day we have different flavors every day. We bake fresh every single morning. So it's it's kind of a hard menu to, it's not like a steakhouse that this is yeah. what we have every single day. Yeah. It's it's a complicated thing so, to put on the web. So people can call you up if they want to place an order Yep. Um, and, or message face social media. Or just stop in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, thank you. Michelle. Go over to P. Dilly's Cupcakes. Follow the page. I mean, they're beautiful to just look at. Thank you. I think my stomach's growling a little bit. But um, thank you for listening to Power by Her. Be sure to subscribe and um, follow our next episode. Thanks. Thank you.